Hello, Christy Underwood, Organized and Fit, coming to you today on a Monday, the final Monday of August. I cannot even believe that we are to this point of 2022, that we are past literally our summer vacation. We are in the thick of school and sports. Um, you guys, we only have one quarter left until we hit the last quarter of the year, which just completely blows my mind. Yet it motivates me to realize I still have so much more ground to cover before we end this year. And I'm guessing I'm not alone on of these goals and the mindset that I have. And as I had promised, I was going to do a four-part um, sequence of how to get organized, motivated, and have a good start to the school year. And so we've already covered two weeks. Now we're into the third episode. And today's topic is communication. So I am got an amazing message here to tell you. I am not going to tell you anything in this episode that I don't think you probably already know. <laughs> I wish I had some really profound, amazing quotes and some woo that would just wow you, but I actually don't. I actually just have some real basic, simple reminders of the importance of being communicative as we approach an organized mindset. So let me just tell you that one of the biggest keys to organized living besides having an ability to organize and shift and move our mindset and um, have a equal amount of balance in our ebb and flow is to communicate. To communicate our feelings, to communicate our goals, to communicate what we want, to communicate verbally, visually, writing it down, whatever it might be. One of the biggest elements of being organized is communication. So today we're going to break down four ways of communication. Again, it's nothing profound, but I think it's just a really good reminder as we kick off this school year um, some of you, maybe you don't even have kids, maybe your grandparents, maybe you are a single person, whatever it is, no matter what, if you're seeking to get more organized and you're seeking to have more clarity and mental space, communication is one of the biggest things you can do. So four elements, we're going to dive right in. I want to keep this as always on task, focused and not too long. Number one, communication is communication with God. Some of you, maybe you don't have the same elements of faith or believe some of the same things I do. So I want you to take this one into how it applies to you. But for me, it's communication with God. It's prayer. It's journaling. It's a daily conversation, a daily mind shift, and a daily mind set into my faith and communicating with him as well as because I am such a talker and I have such a hard time listening, which if Jess is listening to this, he would, he would tell you, yeah, she's not the best listener. How are we doing with our communication? Because it is a two-way street. As much as we all maybe love to share, talk, and maybe boss everybody around, what about listening? What about finding that quiet moment where are we listening? Are we tapping into what he is telling us? So number one, I can't get past that because it is a priority our communication and our faith with God on a daily level between listening as well as our prayer, which is obviously, you guys all probably learned this in Sunday school. How do you communicate with God? Prayer, worship, right? So 
Even communication in the sense of listening to worship music in the car or finding some element of praise and gratitude is communicating with our maker. So number one is that. Number two, communication with ourself. If we can't communicate and tap into how we feel, then the question is, how are we going to communicate with others on a intimate level, on a professional level, or even on just a daily level? It's important to give yourself time to really check in with yourself. I'm actually reading this book from Jenna Kushar. It's um, How Are You Doing? How are you? I don't have it in front of me. I think it's How You Are Doing. Um, And it's kind of funny because way back, and I'm enjoying the book for what it's worth. There's some really good um, thoughts in there. Um, And it's really basically about you breaking down and getting into your mind and your thought life and and what is bringing you joy. And I think a lot of us um, in our lives are so busy or our days are so hurried that we never really stop to go, jeepers, when was the last time I felt happy? Or when was the last time I enjoyed this? Or when was the last time I did something that I absolutely love doing? You know, a hobby. Or when was the last time I went out on a date with my husband? Or when was the last time like we sat around our dinner table and just laughed until we cried or we played a board game. All of those things are checking in. And so when we talk about communication to self, we talk about communicating honestly with ourselves. Instead of kicking things under the rug or saying, oh, I'm going to deal with it later, or I, I just don't have time to think about this, I'll have to think about it later. It's really actually making the time and taking the time to connect with what is going on inside of you. So some of you struggle with um, a past that maybe really comes out and gives you much guilt. Or maybe there's some of you, when I say some of you, I mean, I mean I'm even saying myself, um, that struggle with a level of anxiety. What are the triggers? What is causing these moments of panic or what, you know, again, maybe it's like high levels of rage or even some anger management. What are the triggers? The only way you're going to get to some of these things in life and be able to communicate well with others is if you can communicate with yourself and be truthful and embrace some of those things. And one of the best tools for this, besides going to therapy, is journaling. It's amazing what you can write that comes out of your thoughts your thought life. Like for instance, today I had a moment that there was a question in this prompt and I answered the question and it was funny because the prompt was like this manifestation for entrepreneurship and it was supposed to be this really like amazing swirl of energy as you write it. You're supposed to feel really good and powerful. (laughs) I'm going to be honest, when when I answered the question, I was like, I was the most brutal truth to myself. Like, no, this is actually not how I feel and this is not what's going on in this current season of my life. But then as I really got truthful with myself, I ended up spinning myself in a positive direction with more of an affirmation at the end of it. And it, it took me some time. It took me some thought. But again, it was communicating with myself because once I'm able to do that, you guys, same thing with you, you're able to take that energy and you're able to take that mindset and put it forthright into your world, into your parenting, into your marriage, into your career, into your church, whatever purpose you have, you can take those elements that you're communicating with yourself and make your world better, which 
Side commercial, I just mentioned the word purpose. Guys, in September, we are working over an organized and fit membership on being specific and defining our own individual roles into purpose. And when I talk about purpose, I'm not just saying like what your job is or what did you want to do when you grow up and that's what you're doing. I'm talking about defining your role as a woman. I'm talking about defining your purpose in your marriage, in your parenting, in your friendship, in your career, in your finances. What is your purpose? Because there's many elements to that. God didn't just make you for one thing. He has given you a field of amazing things in front of you, and each one requires a different purpose. I cannot wait to hit that in September. If you are not a member, you can hop over and join in membership on my Facebook page, Organized and Fit Home and Health, or Instagram, Organized and Fit Realtor Mama, okay? Hop on there, become membership. September is going to be a powerhouse, I promise you. So back into this, talking about purpose and communicating with yourself. So number one, we talk about communication with God through our faith. Number two, how do we communicate with ourselves? Number three, communication in our family. Oh, I'm pretty sure that we could all write a book about this and the lack thereof. And what you said versus what you meant versus what was interpreted Or maybe what we actually didn't say, but the look we gave or the text we sent or the tone we had it in and all the way in the vicious circle, all the way from our kids to our spouse, to our in-laws, to our parents, whatever it might be, okay? Communication in our family. It's so important. And as we talk about organizing and getting ourselves into this mindset for the school year and for all the sports, this one is a huge one. How can we communicate with our family better? And I wrote a note down as I was going through these today. And here's the thing. If you don't ask, then don't complain. If you don't become specific, then you're not going to get specific things. And I am guilty of this. And I think that even in our marriage or even me with the boys, if I don't communicate, okay, I need you to take your sweaty, stinky, dirty football practice clothes and put them down into the laundry room. Okay, I'm giving you an example. So yes, the child got the clothes, smelly clothes, to the laundry room. He threw them on the floor instead of in the specific basket. But if you recall, what I said was to the laundry room, I did not say in the specific basket. So when I went down there and I found him on the floor, he's like, you didn't tell me that. If you would have told me that, I would have put him in there. You guys, how many times taking this example into a higher escalation of our relationships and our communication between who's taking what for lunch and who's taking this car and who's going to be home for dinner and who's going to church on Sunday and who has this practice after school and who needs this and who has these chorts. You guys, communication in our family during this time is so crucial. It's not about being perfect. It's not about having the amazing um, app for it. It's simply getting the job done and being clear, concise, and specific. Even if it's a post-it note, a text, we have to, especially as moms, be specific with what we're asking. If we don't ask for it, don't expect it. I think we often have these really crazy expectations in our households and our people, your kids, my kids, my, my husband, your husband, anybody else living in your household at the time is just as busy as you are. 
So we have to make time to communicate with our family. As I said in the beginning, this is nothing profound, nothing amazing. I wish it was, but it's just the basics. And finally, number four, communication in a visual sense. So I wanted to talk about that because we, I just mentioned it earlier in the other one about an app. So how do you and your family communicate? Do you have like a family text? Do you have the family Google calendar? I've seen that app before, which looks, might I tell you, amazing. But for me to put the time in and then to teach my family and to actually use it would not work for us. But every family has a different dynamic and every family are more technology savvy than others. And here's the deal. I don't care what you're using. Maybe it's a simple calendar. Maybe it's, like I said, a simple text. Maybe, um, I don't know, I'm thinking of other visuals, a chalkboard, a marker board, whatever it is, visual communication is such a good one. It's basically like a note system. So, you know, for me, sometimes I have to text the family and be like, we are picking you up at three o'clock. Well, it was visual, right? Or um, I'm trying to think of some other things like these apps, you know, there's different family apps. And I used to have one, I think it was called Cozy that I had um, tried and we just were not successful or consistent in it. But whatever it is, visual communication is an awesome way to keep things in your family organized, which is exactly what this podcast, this mindset is for you today. So wrapping it up, remember communication is essential to organized living and organized living is essential to a good kickoff to the school year and sports and homework and kids in college and kids that are married And kids that are home and between a husband and wife and everybody's going 60 different directions and all of this chaos. But if we can organize and communicate it, how much easier will our ebb and flow of our family dynamics be? Not perfect, but progressive, right? So number one, communicate. How are you communicating with God? That's the first one. If we get that part right, everything else is going to fall into place. Truly, I believe that. Number two, communicating with yourself. We also have high expectations of ourselves. And sometimes, you guys, we got to drop it down a notch. I know I said that, and you're probably like, did you just say that? I did. Because you know what? As much as I would love to be an overachiever, (laughs) and I think we teach our kids to be that way, and it's a very stressful way of life, it's just not sustainable. So sometimes, back it down a notch. Be truthful with yourself. It's okay to have a bad day. Just don't have a whole bad week. And don't rub it off on the rest of your family, right? Number three, communication with your family. Be specific. Ask them for what you need in your family and vice versa. What does your kid need from you? And I'm not talking about them utilizing us in the sense of the slave or the cook or the butler that we often become. Maybe they need us to listen. Maybe they need us to show up more at school events because they need our support. How can we communicate these things? And then finally, a visual way of communication in a family household is amazing. And maybe you just have like a little... um 
like a little household station. Like we used to have a place where all like the boys would put their homework and we would go through it at night when they were little and the school calendar was there and any papers that I was supposed to sign, they would put them there. Like it was a little hub in our house. Okay. That is a visual place of communication. There's a calendar there. There was a place where they set their paperwork that I needed to see there or sign off on. And there was homework there. So what kind of visual communication can you do to make this school year a better one? All right, guys, it's a little lengthy, but I think it's so key to, you know, really tapping into that mindset and that strength that we want of our homes. You know, we want our homes to be a positive place at the end of the day when our husbands come home and our kids come home. And I got to be honest, there's times where I know Jess comes home and I can be, you know, kind of witchy or naggy or negative, or all I do is complain about my current job, um, all my trials and tribulations and stories of real estate. And, you know, that's probably not so much the most thing he wants to hear. Sometimes it's, hey, let's not even talk about school. Let's just talk about like what football games on tonight or hey, let's go watch one of our shows. It's about creating a positive place that we want our family to come home to and a peaceful place at the end of the night so that when we rest our heads, we feel satisfied and grateful. And when we wake up, we're ready to go and we feel an element of control because communication is something that we can control. All right, you guys, I hope you have an awesome rest of this week as we finish August and go into September. I know we are working over an organized fit on our audit, literally critiquing ourselves in the sense of the things that we're doing well and what we need to work on as we finish up August and hit into September and the fall season. What can we personally and all individually work on? As well, as I mentioned earlier, tapping into the purpose we have. So many purposes as a woman. All right, you guys, peace out. Have a good day.